do this. Call 1-800-HOME-DEPOT for a $69 cooling system tune-up. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Prices per system. Additional charges may apply. Not available in all areas. Call 1-800-HOME-DEPOT for details and exclusions. And a good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Teletel-NG once again on the air at 92.1 FM WLNG. I'm Dan Dupree, your host for the show. And our special guest live in the studio is Walter Fox from Love Savers Ministry. And Walter, welcome to Broadcast House. How are you? Well, thank you so much for having me here. Well, we appreciate you coming in. And uh, I know you have some radio background because you've been doing uh, this type of thing on the air for a, a little bit. I was looking at uh, some of the bio stuff. So uh, uh, don't embarrass us with the great voice that you have here. Okay? Well, it's just a little uh, theater training when I was in college. Oh, okay, that's what it was. All right, and as always on Teletel NG, uh, we invite everybody to call in if you have a question or a comment or, uh, you know, anything you'd like to say on the program. 725-2300 is the number to call. That's 725-2300. And we know that sometimes, you know, marital issues could be a little bit sensitive. So if you want to use a pseudonym, use a pseudonym. We just want to, you know, say, uh, you know, Bill or Sally or whatever the name is, uh, you know, just so we can, you know, refer to you on the air. But if it's, if it's not really your name, that's okay. If you could give us the uh, actual town that you live in, that's good, though. All right. And again, it's 725-2300. And uh, Walter, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how all this got started? Well, uh, it started back um, in 1979. And uh, I was a businessman in New York City. And I owned an uh, advertising agency after being in the advertising business for several years. And... Um, we were, I guess, five years prior to that, we had built the agency to about a $5 million billing level, and things were going really well. The only problem was that there was a problem with my marriage, and uh, I was uh, married for nine years, and there was a time when I went back to the house, and my, I walked into the house, and my wife and children were gone. And uh, there were a lot of things that uh, was responsible for that that I look back on now and understand why it happened but there, there was nothing in our lives except uh, business entertainment, parties and every other thing that life has to offer except there was no spiritual foundation in our, in our lives so I was raised Roman Catholic my wife was raised Roman Catholic and uh, she even went to a Catholic college and got a degree there. Her aunt actually started a, a major Catholic school in New England. And uh, she even made me go to confession before we got married. But it really wasn't any kind what, of... Was she taking notes, Walter? That's she the probably question. was. She probably was. It wasn't, I was not very spiritual about my life. I mean, I, I didn't, it didn't relate. I had no relationship in that, in that realm. But... When I had this experience of going home and finding the house empty, I knew that there was something going on that was wrong and needed to be fixed. So I started to look for the answer. And um, one of the things I did is I went to a psychiatrist in, in New York City. And he um, sat with me and talked with me. In fact, it was interesting because when I went in there on his couch, there was a tennis racket that was actually bent it was bent because he he dealt with uh, uh, issues of aggressiveness in people's lives. So people actually go into his office and uh, bash the 
a tennis racket on the couch. Okay, hopefully not on the uh, psychiatrist. No, no. (laughs) Good. So so I saw that and I said, whoa, you know, this is really interesting here. Not that I had uh, that kind of a problem, but one of the interesting things about the experience, he told me on, on one occasion to go back home and to read Psalm 23. Uh, although you walk in the, the valley of death, uh, that scripture. Yeah, fear no evil. Ex- exactly. And I, of course, never really read scriptures. I didn't read the Bible. I had no interest in reading the Bible. And so I, I did. I found it and I opened it up and I read it. And, you know, it was sort of a, a beginning point for me. And I uh, started pursue looking for the answers in, <laughs> in different areas. In one area, I went into the occult and... Uh, I had taken Transcendental Meditation, and I had gone through a program called Actualizations. I also went through another program called Mind Freedom, where you're able to release unwanted negative feelings. And all these things were interesting, and, and some of them actually worked, but it, there was no fulfillment, and there was no understanding of, of truth, really. And that's what I was looking for. I guess I was being very philosophical at the time, trying to find out what this, how to fix this problem. And um, a friend of mine would remind me of uh, his experience. He said, you know, you have to look to God for some of these answers. And I said, well, I never thought of it that way. Uh, wh- what do you suggest? And he said, well, why don't you start reading the Bible? And also there are some people I know that you might want to meet and, and talk to. And so I said, well, let me add that to my, my, my list of things that I should really look into as I'm looking into uh, Eastern philosophy and all these other things. Let me, let me take a look at the Bible and see what that says. So I, I did. And in fact, at one point I went down to Wise's bookstore in New York City, which is a, a bookstore, and I... I happened to see a book that was entitled The Book of Miracles. And so I bought this book, and it was rather large. And in the first chapter or so, it said that when you see the face of God, you will know the truth. And so I said, boy, that's, that's got to be the, the answer. When you meet somebody or you see their face, so you're introduced to somebody, you know them. You, you're, you're introduced to them. And um, not... That far uh, after that experience, I happened to be going to, um, to the bank to make a deposit for the business that we're in. And I stopped uh, along the way. Uh, the business was on 2nd uh, Avenue and around uh, uh, 32nd Street, I believe it was. And I happened to pass by this old Catholic church. And I think it's called St. Agnes Church. And I stopped in there and I just started to meditate about my life and about what had happened to me and my family and separation and all these other things that have accumulated in my life. And I picked up one of the little brochures that people use at the church when they're in, in, the, in a Catholic Mass. And at the bottom of every page was just a line of Scripture. And I was just pat- just going through this little booklet, and I happened to look down on the left-hand page at the bottom, and there was a scripture that says, I will in no wise cast out he whom my Father sends to me. And as soon as I read that scripture, this power came over me, 
ripple through my, from the top of my head all the way through my body to the bottom of my feet. I started to cry and weep. And I saw this face appear in front of me like a black and white negative. And it looked very much like the Shroud of Turin, if you're familiar with what that looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And it came in and sort of uh, uh, in front of me and then it kind of dissipated. And I didn't really know what had happened to me. I, I, I don't even know how long I was there. But I know when I left and I started to walk back to my, my office, I never felt so much peace in all my life. It was a peace that went beyond any understanding. And uh, I went back to my office and we were, I think, on the, on the 10th floor. I had a, a large office and my partner, who was a copywriter... He came in, he wanted to see me about something, and he looked at my face, and he said, what happened to you? And I said, I think I just met Jesus. And he said, oh my God, and he left, he ran out of the office. And so, that was my beginning point. And of course, when you share this type of thing with people, it's, it's a little bit strange, because you're really talking about the supernatural. You're talking about things that are beyond this dimension of what we live in, but... What it points to is the fact that there is a God, and uh, he is real. He lives in another dimension, and we only can know him by him revealing himself to us. In other words, we can't intellectually know him, can't read about him and know him. Uh, he has to reveal himself, as he did with me. And the proof of this was is that my life started to change, and I my interest and the values of my life totally changed from wanting to make a million dollars to wanting to know this God more. And, uh, and that was my pursuit. So over a period of time, uh, two things were going on in my life. The, the business part of my life was decreasing, but the spiritual part of my life was increasing. And I had to ask God what I would do about my broken marriage. Because here I had my wife living up in Rhode Island with my two children. And here I was at this business in New York. And uh, there was one, one moment in my life there where God spoke to me and said, I want you to lay down your business and follow me. And you remember, if you read the scriptures, it says Jesus would call disciples on the seashore. And he would call them and say, you know, lay your nets down, come and follow me. Well, that actually happened to me. Uh, even in the times we live. Uh, although it happened 2,000 years ago, it's still happening. So I would ask, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do about my broken marriage? And uh, he, he told me, uh, um, he didn't tell me right away because I was trying to find out the answer from the Christian bookstore and prophets and apostles and people of, of God that I had faith that might know something more than I did. But nobody could give me any answer. I remember one time I was at this uh, uh, convention out in Minnesota. And there was a man there who was prophesying uh, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, after the meeting, I said, well, if I could just grab him and ask him some questions, he'll give me the answer. And I went to him and I said, uh, here's my situation. I'm not quite sure what to do. You're a prophet of God. You can, I'm sure, give me the, the right answer. And he looked at me and he said, well, you know, there are a lot of things in my own life that I'm asking and I'm trying to get answers to. I understand how you feel. And I was so disappointed because I thought that if anybody would have an answer for me as to what I should do about this broken marriage, he would. 
But God wouldn't allow me to, to get the answer from flesh and blood. He, he wanted to give me the answer. So one morning, I had, um, after I had uh, sold off my interest in the advertising business, I was in a house in Brooklyn, and all I did all day long was read the Bible and pray. And uh, Now, what did you do for income there, Walter? Well, uh, that's a very good question. What, what happened was my partner wasn't very happy about me leaving the business because, as you would understand, if you're in partner with somebody, you expect them to be partners because the business is growing. And it was growing at a pretty good rate. We had some, some well-known accounts. And uh, he wasn't happy about that. But uh, God was on my side, of course. And he, I was able to, to, to convince him to give me, um, I think it was almost 1000 a month that, that, that he would send to me. Uh, and that was the only thing that I had. And you have to understand when God apprehends you, um, something happens on the inside and it's called faith. Uh, God brings faith to your heart, and you, you're able to do things normally that, norm, that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Your, your, your steps are now directed by God, as opposed to <clears throat> you directing your own steps. So here's what happened. Uh, he reluctantly agreed, and so he would send me this check every month. But by the 25th of the month, I'd run out of money, and I, I didn't have enough money to continue. And then there'd be a knock on the door. I go to the door, and there'd be somebody there from the church that I had, was attending at that time, and they they would say to me, "God told me to give you this check," and so it was enough money to get me through to the end of the month. And so, God was teaching me how to walk by faith, which is very difficult to do, and it's difficult to learn how to do that. And um, but don't, but God's a great teacher, and he can he can certainly teach us how to walk by faith. And so there I was. And sitting in this house and praying and asking God what I should do about this broken marriage. And I was reading the Bible one day from the book of Hosea. And out of the book of Hosea, it said, return to the wife of your youth. The Holy Spirit had spoke to me. And I started to cry again. I always knew the Holy Spirit spoke to me because I would start to cry. <laughs> because I just couldn't stand in the presence of God, the creator of the universe, you know, without reacting to that presence. So that's what he said. But when I looked at the circumstances and I looked at my ex-wife who lived in New England at the time, I did not think that was possible because she had a, a friend that she was seeing. and um, She wasn't married, though. She, she wasn't remarried. married. Neither of us got remarried. Mm -hmm. She had a, in fact, it was her, her uh, old dance teacher, a little older man who was a, a dance instructor who she was dating at the time, who had a lot of money. He had a Rolls-Royce. Uh, by that time, I didn't have a Rolls-Royce. I didn't have anything. And I, you know, I said to the Lord, I said, I hope you know what you're doing because I can't see any reality in any of this. But as time went on, uh, Sandy would visit um, the Brooklyn area where I was going to church. And one, one weekend she came down with the children because there was still love there. It was just that uh, the marriage um, without God didn't work. And I did not have the capacity to be a, know how to be a father or to be a husband. I just didn't have that understanding. I was just living a life on my own with my own values until this experience. And she'd come down on weekends. And this one particular weekend she came down. 
she uh, spoke to the person who uh, gave the message that day in the church, who happened to be a Jewish Christian. His name was his name was Arthur Katz. He was a sort of an intellectual. He was an atheist who got saved, and he was an intellectual. He used to debate the Hasidim in New York City on on the issues of God. And so he asked Sandy if she knew Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And uh, she said, well, I'm not sure. And she became sure that day and she received Christ as her Lord and Savior. And that was the beginning of our reconciliation. Now, how far, how many years were you guys apart? We were apart for seven years. Wow. Seven years we were apart. I worked, like I said, in, in the city and I had my business and she... Um, she had a master's degree, and she was teaching at uh, some colleges up there. But we really didn't have a lot of communication. Um, and uh, it was just a, a, a divine appointment by God that, that we uh, would have a marriage that would be reconciled and restored. Now, you said you had two kids. How old were they when you separated? And, you know, obviously seven years, you missed seven years of uh, your kids' lives, right? That is correct. And they were like 11 and 12, maybe a little younger than that, maybe 9 and 10. And they went off with her. And I would see them on weekends. Okay, so you still had a relationship. Yeah. It wasn't a total separation from yeah. the children. I would, I would see them on weekends. They'd either fly down on Allegheny Airlines at that time. I'd pick them up at LaGuardia Airport. They'd come and stay with me in the city. I had an apartment there. And they, you know, they would want to go to Rockefeller Center for skating and those kinds of things, which I would do. And then I had to get them back to the airport to get them back to Rhode Island on a Sunday night. So this was sort of a, a routine that, that, that we were involved with. And every once in a while, I would meet Sandy in New Haven, Connecticut, which was halfway She'd drop off the kids, and I'd pick them up, and then I'd bring them back. And this went on for seven years. Mm. And never expected that we would be reconciled. I didn't, didn't have any kind of hope for that. Now, I don't know how much you want to talk about uh, the initial breakup. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, things went wrong. Uh, you know, how did you mend those fences? Well, the, you know, the initial, the initial uh, I mean, we were, we were big party people. Um, you know, I, I would go to a cocktail party. I couldn't have one drink. I had to have four or five drinks. Um, there was uh, arguing in the marriage. There was abuse, um, both physical and otherwise. Um, my wife, Sandy, said I was the last angry man. And, you know, men have this, this issue. There's, there's, and you see it quite frequently where men, uh, for whatever the reason, uh, having anger problems... Um, they don't know how to love their wives. They, they don't know how to love their children. They, they just never, never learned how to. And it was only after I met the Lord Jesus that he began to teach me what love was about and, and how, how to love. And, you know, the transformation um, in, this, in this whole discussion about um, what we say being born again or born from above is that you're transformed. The Bible says that whenever a man is in Christ, you know, becomes a new creature. All things become new. And that's exactly what happened to me. All things became new. Not that everything changed overnight, but it was the birthing of this new species or this new creature 
within me, within my spirit man, we say, that gave me the understanding that I have today in terms of what this life is really all about. And uh, the, also the, the capability of being able to, to care and, and to love and to understand and uh, to be used of the Lord to bless others with that, that, same, that same understanding. And so Love Savers is really the manifestation of my experiences with God in how he has changed me from who I was to who I am to become, which he's still working on me, but it's, it's progressing. It's an upward progression. All right, we're going to take a brief break here. If anybody, again, has any questions or comments for Walter Fox from Love Savers Ministry, they can call in at 725-2300, a question about their marriage or how they can uh, bring love back into their marriage, anything like that. 725-2300, be back in just a few minutes. And now, Community Health Beat, brought to you by Peconic Bay Medical Center and PBMC Health. Today's subject, primary care, the key to a longer, healthier, happier life. Studies show that patients who have regular checkups from their family doctors stay healthier and safer from major catastrophic diseases. And preventive care is now covered for free under most health plans. So check in with your doctor today. Need a family doctor? We can help with that too. Learn more at pbmchealth.org. Sweet Home Museum, located at 14 James Lane in the beautiful village of East Hampton, has a wonderful window not only into the past of East Hampton, but to the history of our country. The museum, dedicated to the memory of our first great actor and playwright, John Howard Payne, and his famous song, also contains textiles, antique furniture, and fine chinaware that all illuminate how our ancestors lived. The museum is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Please stop by and view the historical garden. The 1804 Panago Mill and tour the museum. And remember, there is no place like home. This is Yu King, your tour guide and director of Home Sweet Home Museum. This is Father Dennis Brunell of St. Luke's Episcopal Church in East Hampton. To all who are young or old and need counsel, to all who are strong and want a task, to all who are lonely and need comfort, to all who are sinful and need a Savior, to all who are weary and need rest, St. Luke's Episcopal Church opens wide its doors in the name of Christ to all we say welcome. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 and 10 at the Old Stone Church on the Village Green, 18 James Lane. We are a place of great worship, great preaching, and an inclusive welcoming community. Hello, my name is Kevin Gwynn. And I'm a detective with the Southamptown Police Department's Detective Division. On behalf of the Detective Division, we ask you for your support as we support a community within our community in raising funds through our Detective Division's recycling program, Project CSI, Can Save Initiative. Please help us in our efforts to collect bottles and cans to be recycled that will help support the many programs that IGHL provides for people with intellectual disabilities. We would like to thank you in advance for your efforts in supporting this community program. For more information on this program and a way to donate your bottles and cans for recycling, please contact us at 631-702-2243. On behalf of the Detective Division and the Southamptown Police Department, we thank you in advance for making this a success. And thank you, WLNG, for all you do for our community. 
The First Congregational Church of Riverhead on East Main Street serves dinner to those in need as part of its Bread and More program, which is part of the N Network. Dinners are available Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 5.30 until 6.30 p.m. And the Alley Cat Thrift Shop is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 2 at the First Congregational Church of Riverhead on East Main Street. May is National Adoption Month. Hi, this is Linda from the Southampton Animal Shelter Foundation asking that you consider adopting a shelter pet instead of buying one from a pet store. Pet stores that sell dogs and cats get them mostly from puppy mills. These innocent animals live in horrific conditions and buying one only encourages puppy mills to breed more and pet stores to sell. Come to the shelter and see some of our wonderful and available pets for adoption. Each pet is vaccinated, microchipped, spayed or neutered, and our dogs come with a lifetime of free training tips. So celebrate National Adoption Month with us by adopting and not shopping. And find out about our Maddie's Fund free adoption days. The Southampton Animal Shelter is located at 102 Old Riverhead Road in Red Creek Park, Hampton Bays. We are open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call us at 728-PETS. That's 728-7387. And please visit our website at southamptonanimalshelter.com. And you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. At WLNG Sag Harbor, Long Island, New York, it's 128 right now. We're back on the Teletel NG radio program. I'm Dan Dupre, your host for the show. And our special guest live in the studio is Walter Fox from Love Savers Ministry. And uh, we've been talking about uh, how Walter uh, came to start uh, Love Savers Ministry. And uh, uh, I guess uh, we'll pick it up where we left off of the story. Uh, you're just starting to reconcile with Sandy and uh, uh, tell us uh, how the ministry came about. Yes, we did. We over the Reader's Digest version. Is, is that over a period of time uh, we reconciled and with the help of uh, pastors and other people in our life encouraging us and praying for us we finally came to the decision that we would get remarried and which we did and um, from that point on uh, we, we came back together again and God uh, moved us into this apartment right next to the ministry in Brooklyn, New York in Crown Heights, where there was a ministry that uh, actually we needed, we, we needed intensive care. We we to to reconcile a marriage that um, was broken for seven years is as a dead marriage. Um, and although we had not remarried, there was a lot of issues that had to be resolved, and they couldn't be resolved in the natural. They had to be resolved spiritually, and so. We had a lot of help along the way, and I believe God put us in that situation to ensure that we would get the proper help. You, you just can't you just can't reconcile or make a marriage work better by yourself. It's just not it's not going to work. I know from my testimony and my experience, the only thing that worked for me was the intervention of God. When God intervened in my life and my wife's life, uh, we had opportunity. To, to bring a marriage back to where it should have been from the beginning. And the healing took place, the forgiveness took place, and we were able to, over a period of about eight or nine years, it, it, it wasn't over a weekend, it takes a, it takes a while, uh, to build those foundations of trust with each other that we now can come to a place where we feel comfortable with each other and can be used by God to bring healing to other people. And so Love Save Us is really uh, a manifestation of our willingness to allow God to heal us 
so that we can heal other people. You know, people that are hurting hurt people and people that are healed heal people. And so we're in the business of encouraging husbands and wives to not get divorced, uh, but to allow God to come into their marriage and bring the, the power that enables you to make a marriage work. Now, is there a physical building that you operate out of, or is it uh, just you know something you, you talk to people on the phone, or how, how does it work? Well, we have a, an affiliate. We, we do belong to a, a local church uh, that has a building, uh, Living Water Church on 69 uh, Industrial Road in Wainscott. Uh, we, we use that building sometimes, but m- most, of, most of our ministry is all uh, ordered by the Holy Spirit. It's ordered by, the Lord sets all of these things up. And it could be that we meet somebody in a supermarket. It could be we meet somebody in another church. Um, I remember one time we were going down to Miami to visit some friends at a church down there. And we were picked up at the airport by a husband and wife and they began to tell us that their daughter was having tremendous troubles in their in her marriage there was moral failure and the husband had served her with divorce papers and so we sat there at lunch and then they said to us well you know we don't want to bother you on your trip to Miami with this with these issues and we said well no that's why we're here to to, to be to, to talk about these things and said, well, you know, if she's available and he's available, the, the daughter and her husband, we would be happy to sit down and talk with them and tell them our testimony and, and tell them that marriage can work with the help of God. So we did meet them, and uh, the husband was pretty resolute that he's going to go through with this divorce. He had the papers there, and he said, no, there was a moral failure on her part, and I just don't want to be with her anymore, and, you know, it's over. And he owned a school down there, and uh, they're a lovely couple. And I said, well, listen, um, as we say in Brooklyn, not for nothing, if you want to come to a meeting we're having on Saturday night at this church, uh, we'd be more than happy to pray with you, and, and if that's okay with you. And they said, well, we have other churches that we go to, and we have this going on and that going on. He said, well, if you want to come, come, and we'll be there. And sure enough, they showed up at the church for that Saturday meeting. And uh, there was a ministry there, and the sermon was given, and at the end of the sermon, there was an altar call, and people came up to the altar to, to get prayer. And he was on the left side, and she was on the right side, and we prayed for them. And it was the actual beginning of their reconciliation. God used us to break the yoke, so to speak, to, to break through all of the resistance. And over a period of uh, a week or so when we were there, we spent time with them. We prayed with them. The pastor prayed. The pastor came to us at one point when all of this was going on with them. He said, I don't know what to do. I went over to their house. The police car's out there. Uh, he said, all I could do is give them a hug. I didn't know what to say or what to do. And so after, after we met with them and other people met with them and prayed with them, uh, if you would see a picture of them today, you wouldn't believe that this was going on then. Uh, God restored the marriage. God healed the marriage. And it's only because of God's love and his care for people. And if we open ourselves up to his grace and his mercy and his power, um, there's nothing impossible for God. God can heal a marriage. And, you know, uh, 
the, the interesting thing about marriage, it's not a contract, really. It's a covenant that two people make with each other. And that covenant is the same type of arrangement that God makes with his creation. God made a covenant with the children of Israel, and he made a new covenant. And, so, and God keeps his word. God keeps his covenant. And so when we begin to see that, we can begin to appreciate marriage as a covenant. Because it's God's idea. God created the aspect of the idea of marriage in the book of Genesis, where he created Adam from the dust of the ground. He breathed uh, life into his nostrils and he became a living being. And then out of the side of Adam, he took a substance and he created Eve, a full-grown woman. And that was the first marriage. And so it's interesting that the Bible begins with a marriage and also ends in a marriage. If we read the book of Revelation, we see that God is preparing a bride uh, that is going to be married to uh, the Lord Jesus. And that marriage uh, is, is to come. It's eternity future. But the whole aspect of marriage is very important to God. And when we honor God's principles and we do the, do the things that God ex- would like us to do and wants us to do, we, we, we are blessed and that's why we, we say Love Savers is really a ministry for the blessings of covenant. That when we obey the Lord and we do his will, we find that our life becomes uh, blessed. We, we, we become blessed both in the natural and we become blessed in the spiritual. All right. Now you're talking about you know, creation and, uh, you know, of course, the other theory is evolution. And how do you uh, reconcile those? Well, the thing, about, the thing about the spiritual aspect that I began talking about at the beginning of this interview is that all of those things that man has devised or created in his mind intellectually um, uh, has to be compared to the reality of who God is. Now, as I said before, we, we, we cannot know God unless he reveals himself. It's only by revelation. Uh, the Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son for all those who call upon his name shall be saved. But in order for us to, to know God, Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, unless your spiritual eyes are opened by God, the... Um, the kingdom of God or the aspect of God or the reality of God is just a concept. But when it becomes an experience where you actually experience, like I experienced in that Catholic church, the reality of God where he revealed himself to me personally, only until that moment of time did I realize that there was a God. Up until that point, I had no idea there was a God. So the prayer is, Lord, if, if, if you are who you are, if you are who you say you are or who Walter's saying you are, reveal yourself to me that I will know that I know that I know that you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so that experience was the experience that brought me to the place I am at today. And I continue to grow in these things and continue to see God at work in my own life, uh, preparing me for eternity. All right, we do have a caller on the line. Hi, what's your first name in town? You're on the air. Hi, uh, this is uh, Homer Simpson from Spring. No, I'm just kidding. It's James and Calvin. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, you didn't talk too much about marriage at all, but uh, I think you put too much emphasis on the Bible. You keep saying that Jesus said this and God said that. I mean, the, the Bible said that. 
Uh, there's no place in the... You keep quoting things from the Bible that God said and Jesus said, but that's that's not what they said. That's, you know, I mean, I'll just give an example. I had Jehovah Witnesses at my house all the time, and, and one of them said to me the other day on Sunday, they said that, you know, it's easier for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven than the, than to have a camel go through the eye of a needle. And I said, yes, it's not talking about a knitting needle. He said, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. It's talking about a place in Israel. It's called the eye of a needle, and a camel has to take everything off its back in order to go through an archway. See, a lot of things that you're quoting in the Bible are totally wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm just saying that I'd rather hear some more about your marriage and your reconciliation. What happened with your kids? Did they reconcile with you? I mean, are they all on this God thing? I mean, you, you put too much emphasis on, I believe in God. I just don't believe that the Bible is the only word of God. I don't believe that the Catholic Church is the only place, you know, on earth, you know. And I, I believe that, that, that God and religion and all this stuff, people put too much emphasis on books and things that are made by man. If you want to find God, like you say, he reveals himself to you. But I would rather hear more about how your children got reconciled and, and all that. If you could talk a, bit, a little bit about that, okay? Thank you. Bye. All right. Thanks, James. Appreciate your call. Okay, and James is off the line there. Okay. Well, just in terms of responding to James, um, the reason I spoke about what Jesus said is because he said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's what he said about himself. Now, we either uh, believe that or we don't believe it. Um, and like I said before, anything that is in the Bible, whether it's written by man or written by God, um, I believe it is written, inspired by God. That's what the Word says about itself. You really have to go to God and ask him. If you have a question, uh, I'm not the one to ask but you can go directly to God and ask. And he's very, very interested in answering questions because he wants you to know the truth. Because Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth. So uh, that would be the first suggestion. As far as your question about the marriage, I think that's a fair, fair thing to ask. Um, I had two children, as I mentioned. My daughter is a, um, a born-again Christian. And uh, she lives in the city, and she's, she's not married. She uh, has a business. My son, um, who uh, didn't respond to the same way my daughter did to God, we're continuing, continuing to pray for him. We call him the prodigal, the prodigal son. And so we're, we're praying that God is going to save him as well. So the family is almost pieced together, but uh, there's still some more work to be done. And uh, again, it, 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 it depends upon one's heart. It depends upon whether or not you really want to know the truth, because the truth will set you free. If you think that the Bible was written by man, so be it. If you think that Jesus was making all of this up, so be it. Uh, the truth of the matter is we will someday, all of us will find out whether he is the way, the truth, and the life, because the Bible says that we will all stand before him and give an account for our lives. So we'll see, uh, you know, at the, at the end times right. what, uh, what, what the real deal is, and, and nobody can really know for sure. You know, you just have to have faith. That's why they call it faith, right? Exactly. And we also know that there, um, 
you, you know, we, we know that our lives consist of, what, 70 years, 80 years? Maybe some people live to 100. And uh, what happens to us after that? Uh, is, does life consist of wealth and uh, activities and uh, self-interest? Or is there eternal life? Is there a life that we maybe don't know about because it has not been revealed to us? But if we ask, we shall receive. When we knock, the door shall be open. And so asking God to reveal this truth to us, whatever the question is, in the previous call I had questions and didn't believe this and didn't believe that. And I don't have an issue with that because I'm not the answer. I'm just a messenger. And all I'm saying is that I had an experience with God it's my experience. Nobody can take that experience away from me. And the experience continues. And if anyone has any questions about God or the Bible or any of these issues we're talking about, ask God. All right, we're going to take another brief break here on WLNG. And again, 725-2300 is the number to call if you'd like to talk to Walter Fox from Love Savers Ministry. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. The Poxabaw Golf Center is bigger and better with lots of improvements over last year to the course and driving range. You have to come down and check it out. Poxabaw is right on the Montauk Highway in Sagaponic. Come see their PGA pro, Stephen Lee. Let him tell you all about Poxabaw. Their fully stocked pro shop has everything you need to enjoy a day out on the course, including custom club fittings. Stephen and his PGA staff offer on and off course instruction, private lessons, and junior camps. Poxabaw offers internet tea time via golfnow.com. Need more information? Call the Poxabog Golf Center at 537-0025 or online at www.poxgolf.com. Then get golfing. You probably think that replacement windows are just not in your budget this year, right? But what if you could save 20% on every window you replace? I'm Larry Landis, the local owner of Renewal by Anderson, and I'm about to put windows back in your budget. Because I'm making an offer that most other companies just can't make. For a limited time, no seriously, a very limited time, save 20% on your entire window order. That's windows and installation. With our instant product rewards plan, get the replacement windows backed by Anderson. Save 20% on your entire window order. And get no money down, no payments, and no interest for an entire year. For a free renewal by Anderson brochure or DVD, call 1-800-962-5656. 1-800-962-5656. 1-800-962-5656. Offer not available in all areas, restrictions, and conditions apply. Sign up for propane or heating oil delivery service before July 15th and get a free basic temperature monitoring or security alarm system. Hi, this is Dan Finer of Quark Sinclair Fuel. Quark Sinclair is the leading supplier of high-quality heating fuel, both oil and propane, with two fuel storage facilities. Since 1954, we've been helping our neighbors keep their heating systems running efficiently and dependably with 24-hour emergency service. Now our Shield Security Division can install a free alarm to help protect your home. With warmer weather on the way, our propane division is ready to begin services to your pool heater. And we've begun to install whole house generators, just part of the many propane services from Quag Sinclair. For details on our free alarm offer, as well as spring promotions on fuel oil and propane services, call 728-1066 or visit the website at quag-sinclair.com. London, London, Jewelers. 
London Jewelers since 1926, a year-round destination serving the Hamptons community for nearly 20 years. London Jewelers offers an extensive collection of designer jewelry, fine timepieces, and exceptional giftware for your personal and gift-giving needs for all occasions and budgets. They pride themselves in offering the utmost in customer service, including jewelry and watch repairs, gold buying, and jewelry redesign. Visit them at 2 Main Street East Hampton and 47 Main Street Southampton. London Jewelers. Hi, this is Judy Carmichael. As a touring jazz musician, I spend a good deal of my time on the road, so I especially appreciate being home in Sag Harbor, where I live full-time. When I'm here in the Hamptons, I turn to Dan's List Online for the latest on what's happening, where to go, who's open, and what new shops have popped up. As a big fan of Dan's papers for over 20 years, I know that Dan's will keep me informed on what to do, what's hot, and what's not. And at WLNG, we're back on the TeleTelNG radio program. We have Walter Fox with us from Love Savers Ministry. If you have a question or a comment, 725-2300. That's 725-2300. And uh, we'll be happy to talk to you on the air. Only about uh, 12 minutes or so left in the program today. And uh, Walter, uh, we were talking about your re- reconciliation with your wife, Sandy. Are there particular exercises that uh, you put couples through when they come to you? Uh, you know, they're, they're you know, writing love notes to each other. You hear these things about like in a marriage encounter uh, that the Catholic Church runs. There are specific exercises to, you know, bring the couple closer together or, you know, in a good marriage just to you know, reinforce those, uh, those ties that they have. Any particular things that you, you know, advise couples to do? Or uh... Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there are a lot of tools out there. I mean, right now that we have um, Sandy and I, we interview best-selling Christian authors that, like Gary Chapman, who wrote The Five Love Languages, and Willard Harley, who uh, wrote a book called He Wins, She Wins. And they're, they're great uh, t- uh, toolboxes for marriage. But one of, the, one of the best things I can recommend for marriages, and of course this will help answer some of the, the questions about talking more about marriage, the thing is I don't want to take the spiritual part out they really have to the spiritual part of your life has to be included in this solution okay mm-hmm. and the let, let's just talk about the statistic that uh there there seems to be a prevailing statistic that says that 50 percent of all marriages end in divorce and uh the first marriages and it also says that 70 percent of all second marriages end in divorce now we're not saying that that should happen that's just what the numbers say the interesting number is the fact that when couples pray together, when they pray on a consistent basis, that statistic drops down to 1%. So if you want uh, 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 an answer to how to improve your marriage, pray together, which sometimes might be hard to do, but try it. You'll like it. It'll work. Uh, God will be there when you're praying. And if you have issues, and prayer is very simply talking to God. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to have any religious background. You don't have to have a degree from a Bible school. All you need to do is talk to God. And, and the two of you hold hands and just talk to God about the issues, about the problems, and let God bring the solution. And he will, because he, he, is, he is the solution. Um, there are posters that say that Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. And like I said at the beginning, the only way we're really going to understand that is we have to experience him. 
It can't just be an intellectual exercise. We can't just memorize the Bible. We can't just understand the, the biblical historical of the Bible. We have to have an actual experience of him. And when we ask, he will show up and he will solve the problems and he will guide you. Uh, and, and that's where the spiritual part comes into a marriage. Without it, uh, for, at least for Sandy and I, uh, we couldn't make it. We, there was no way. And we were pretty successful people. I built an advertising agency from nothing into a $5 million business. And Sandy was the first woman advertising manager at a major fashion magazine in New York City. She even had men working for her in those days. So it wasn't that we weren't successful. It was that we didn't know how to make a marriage work. And so my advice to anyone listening is if you want your marriage to get better, and if you want it to work better, pray with each other once a day. Even if it's for three minutes, five minutes before you go to work or when you come home. Just hold hands and pray and ask the Lord to come in and help you with your marriage. Right. It doesn't have to be a formal prayer. It's just uh, in your own words what you're looking for and what, exactly. uh, what, what type of guidance you're looking for. Right? Exactly. Because now you're inviting God in to your, your marriage and God is the healer. God is the helper. God is the one. Hey, listen, God is the one that created the universe. The sun, the moon, and the stars. Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. And the flesh uh, walked among us. Uh, whether you believe it or not, um, someday we will all stand before God. And like I said before, we will know him. And we will see him for who he is. So why not know him now? Why wait till then? Let's ask God to help us. Let's ask God to give us the answers to things that we have no answers for. Financial problems, for example. Or, or just getting along with each other. Uh, having a getting rid of anger in in your heart uh, because everything turns out to be a heart issue and God can come in and he can change those things and he can make a marriage really work and bring harmony to where harmony is, is doesn't exist now you do the uh, the one minute spot here on WLNG but you also have other outlets where uh, where you can interact with people on uh, other stations etc we could give those a plug if you'd like right well we also have a Saturday morning uh, program on Faith FM uh, which is a Christian station here locally in Sag Harbor. Um, and uh, th- that's every morning, every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock on Faith Up. And, and what's the e- uh, frequency for that? Okay. Uh, Eastgate Broadcasting, I believe it's uh, uh, 90.7 locally. Uh, but if you go on your computer to eastgatebroadcasting.com, you can stream it on your computer. And uh, that particular program is we interview, like I say, best-selling Christian authors, and it's really good stuff. People really get a lot out of it because it gives you insights on relationships and how to make, them, how to, how to make relationships work better. For example, Gary Chapman, who wrote the book The Five Love Languages, talks about love tanks that we all have that need to be filled. And different people have different love tanks. Now, what are the, what are the love tanks? Well, the love tanks, one could be uh, service. Uh, some people like to... Uh, to be to, to serve other people, uh, so, uh, a wife uh, might uh, not be so interested in uh, f- uh, 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 natural things. She's more interested in your time. So her love tank is time. She wants to spend time with you. Um, those kinds of things are are, are 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 the tools that once people begin to rec- it gives you an option to things in your relationship that you might have never thought of before. And that's why these tools are so important. 
And uh, you mentioned Mr. Chapman. Other authors that uh, you find particularly enlightening? Yeah, Will Willard Harley is another writer who wrote He Wins, She Wins. Uh, the Parrots also have uh, some books out. Also, uh, uh, Gary Smalley. Uh, has written some great books on on relationship. There's a there's, there's a wealth of information out there that you can you can call on. But like I say, the best, the most direct uh, blessing, the most direct understanding of making a relationship work better is bringing God as the third person into your relationship. The three strand cord is not easily broken, and so once we invite God into our decision making and our relationship. Uh, I guarantee you that things will change. There's no question about it. Because God loves you. God loves every person walking on this planet. And God has a, uh, has a plan for their lives. God knew them before the foundation of the world. So w- why wouldn't he want to see your life, your marriage, your family blessed? And, and the only way I know that that can happen is in, in the presence of God and in his intervening in the things that you need answers to. Now, how would, what, do you, what kind of advice, rather, would you give to a couple that's uh, going through a, a tough time right now? Should they uh, start by uh, listening uh, to you know, your radio program or uh, should they start by uh, talking to their own pastor? What, what's the first step if they, they're finding they're having some problems? Well, that's a, that's a pretty good question. The thing is that... Um, my my response to that would be I I would recommend that they sit down and make a decision as as to uh, where they want to be a year from now or two years from now what what's their common goal uh, do they want to stay together do they want to they want to build a successful marriage do they want to be happy together um, that would be the first thing because you have two people have to be, agree uh, that that they they want the marriage to work. You, you can't expect a marriage to work if one person's not interested in making it work. But if you are interested in making it work, and even if you're not, maybe God can change your mind. Maybe God can give you the grace and give you the understanding of why marriage is, is worth, uh, worth keeping. Because the truth of the matter is, you go from one marriage to another marriage, and you bring the same baggage into the next marriage, and so the same thing happens all over again. Nothing really changes. So... You want to go to the change agent. You want to go to the person that can actually change you for the better and uh, be with that person who God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. Stay with that person. Let God work through it. You work through it with God, through prayer, and through your pastor, through whatever tools and whatever is available to you to make this marriage work. Because, um, like I said, all you're going to do is recreate the same situation with another marriage and, 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 you know, that's, that's what we see many, many times where people go from one relationship to the other and nothing ever changes. It's always the same result. Now, can people communicate with you via, you know, email or phone, uh, you know, if they have an issue or a question? You know, we've opened it up to phone calls here. But as I said before the show, a lot of people don't want to really air things out on the radio in front of the public. But uh, is there a way where they can talk to you uh, one-on-one, either email or phone? Sure. Our email address is lovesavers1, lovesavers1 at AOL.com. digit one? With the digit one, lovesavers1 at AOL.com. And... They can call us directly on our phone, 917-804-5034, 917-804-5034. And we'd be happy to pray and to speak with anyone who has a desire to uh, make their marriage work better. 
and whether it's uh, he, see we we just believe that that God has the power just from our own experience take a marriage of nine years uh, seven years of, of divorce and bring it back together again that's our faith right and uh, that's the situation you had and uh, since you got back together uh, you know things have been going pretty well or yes I mean we have. Uh, we get along well. I mean, we we don't we we never fight. I mean, we just don't fight. We just we pray. We uh, we have issues. We discuss a lot of different things. But but the New Testament marriage is so totally different than the Old Testament marriage. We have we have God in our marriage. We have faith. We have hope. And we just thank God for that. All right, I want to thank you also, uh, Walter Fox from uh, Love Savers Ministry. And hopefully people got some uh, important information out of this program. This is WLNG Sag Harbor, Long Island, New York. And uh, thanks again to Walter and uh, our best to Sandy. NBC News Radio. I'm-